Edition of the old Aw oh Man radio show. Here at awman.net, the one and only. And that was Casual Hex. What a great song that is. I, I just found those guys this week. Headcase Occupant. And uh, that's from their album, Zigzag Lady Illusion. They put that out in 2018 through. Water Wing Records. And that is a result of me digging through Bandcamp in Washington State, that is. And and as a byproduct of that, I also dug through Washington, D.C. Because when you search Bandcamp by state, you can't... Well, you're not really searching it by state. You're searching it by keyword. So, yeah, both of them came up. So, as you might already expect... I got a bunch of other bands from Washington State that I'm going to be playing stuff by. And one band, I think, maybe two from uh, Washington, D.C. So, yeah, Casual Hex are from Seattle. And that is their most recent uh, release. That's pretty darn cool. Um, that was recorded and mixed by Ian Curtis Christ. And he's one person whose name I had seen pop up quite a bit when finding interesting stuff there. So I think there'll be another song or two that he had his hands in. Seems to be somebody with their finger on the button in terms of knowing how to record a record. Props to, to Ian for that. I might just have to try and dig through if there's a Discogs page of stuff that Ian has done. See, see what the history is there. But anyway, uh, so yeah, that's going to make up a fair amount of the stuff you'll hear this week. And then some other Bandcamp finds, too, from other places. Try to mix up a bit. Um, what else? Zach's going to pop by halfway through. I have a silly theme set uh, after I talk to Zach. I'll tell you more about that later. It's not really all that great of a theme. And, you know, just a bunch of unusual or unusually good music and then me rambling in between so I think that sums it up you know it's with with the way that the world is now I can't really offer you a lot more than that I can't offer you special guests unless they're joining by phone or Skype or something silly there's no shows to talk about you know what else am I supposed to do so in spite of that I think there's I, I at least managed to cobble together some good music so uh, next, I'm going to play something by Tourist Activities. It's called Sauce, and uh, this came from an album of theirs called Off My Mind. They put this out in 2019 through Dentapes, which is another fairly uh, widespread name in the Washington area. Um, yeah, so there we go. I'll get into that. Come back talk at you some more. It'll be great. Sure.
fingernails, I love you. Green fingernails, you betcha. Green fingernails, I'm riding high. Green fingernails, I love you till I die. Green fingernails, I need you. Green fingernails, you betcha. Green fingernails don't say goodbye. Green fingernails, I love you till I die. Green fingernails, you make me sick.
Austin, you're on the air. Good morning. We're doing open phones. Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. something i came across them not so much by virtue of a band camp search but because uh this here radio program ah man and my band alpha strategy were so very uh nicely mentioned in an article that was published uh earlier this week and there's a link to it on the the ah man page uh and yeah so it was kind of detailing the Czech scene, I guess you could call it, and Bibona was another band listed there. I hadn't heard of them before, but I really like that song. It's it's the only one they have online on their Bandcamp page now, but I'll post a link to it uh, a bit later or anyhow. And then also, yeah, you can dig through the Aw oh Man 
uh, Facebook page for the, the link to the article I'm talking about comes through Florigio, uh, the blog at floragio.org. All right, before that, I played Groupie, Deleco was the song. Oh, and actually, yeah, that, sorry, the song from Pibona, that was Cafe Ya Clisi, Cafe Ya Kesley from the Crooked to Death Volume 3 compilation that was put out by Stone to Death in December. Um, then it was Groupie, yeah, before that, Deleco, um, from a forthcoming release, I think that'll be out in a few days, through Handstand, and they put that song out as a single earlier too, but the, the full album's gonna be out in a couple of days, um, and from my reading into the lyrics, seems to detail, uh, the pains of a long-distance relationship, yeah, that's... No good for anybody. Know how that stuff goes. Uh, thankfully, don't have to deal with that anymore. Then, before that, it was Gene Marshall with Green Fingernails from a single and also later appeared on the American Song Poem Anthology. It was pretty cool. I actually found pictures of the single that it came out on. I didn't know anybody would have actually have that other than the people who released the American Song Poem Anthology. It was put out on preview records. I guess the reason for that is it being a song poem, they probably just made a few copies and they thought it would be cute to call it preview records and then they sent it to the person who wrote the lyrics for the thing and then hoped that they'd give them more money. I don't know, maybe something like that. Anyway, yeah, so Gene Marshall performed Green Fingernails there. Uh, also heard Felix and his fabulous cat, Savage Girl, from a 1964 Enoth International single and started it with Tourist Activity Sauce from Off My Mind, put out in 2019 by Den Tapes. I'm probably slightly more scatterbrained than usual. God, I can't fucking make my mind work. I'm trying to cobble together some musical ideas and record some junk today. And then I always find if I'm doing that long enough, then it, it just really rattles what little intellect that I have and makes me speak even less fluently than I normally would in English, which is the only language I, I really know other than a little bit of German. But uh, it's interesting. I got thinking today about something Zach said, and obviously Mr. Coons will be on halfway through the show, but he equated the whole musical writing and recording process to taking a dump. It doesn't feel so good when you're going through it, but it feels a lot better after you're done. So I need to get off the toilet in a metaphorical sense and get that song finished, hopefully this week. But I always keep saying that. You know, I thought this thing would be done ages ago. Uh, anyhow, I won't bore you with those details, but I'm going to play next something by These Immortal Souls, Shamed from the album I'm Never Gonna Die Again, which was put out in 1992 by Mute. It was, I guess, almost a year ago, just shy of a year ago, that I went to London to go see the tribute to These Immortal Souls, which had all sorts of folks that Roland S. Howard 
had worked with over the years, uh, including a, a special guest appearance by Nick Cave. And it's, it's funny to think that feels so long ago, but at the same time it doesn't. You know, I thought this uh, last year would just be packed full of good shows, but nope. It was uh, a very limited amount of shows. But there were good shows. The shows that I did see were good, and that was certainly one of them. Um, yeah, hopefully there'll be shows this year. Who knows? Anyhow, I won't lament on that fact too much. I'm sure many other people listening have thought about similar topics, and it's nothing short of depressing. So uh, I'll play these Immortal Souls instead, and hopefully that's slightly less depressing.
Mais ce garçon-là, comment l'oublier qui ne savait que me répéter Et lorsqu'il venait le soir me chercher En bas de chez moi j'entendais crier Il ne connaissait bien que cette terre-là Aussi lorsqu'il l'a pardonné pour moi Je suis que mon cœur venait de trouver Qu'avec lui alors il répéterait sacrifices that we personally made to be here are incredible. My wife's boyfriend sold his prosthetic leg on Craigslist to afford me the opportunity to be here, but they get alone time and I get a chance to be in Omaha and my double wide trailer will turn into a single wide when I get home, but we got a fund me page that I get to go check at the local library on the line. So I get to go check that GoFundMe page and as soon as I get enough money to afford him a new leg at the end of next year, we're going to be right back.
That was Stickers from their EP Office Spaced. The song was Natural 14. That's another thing that uh, Ian Christ recorded and mixed and apparently mastered as well. Uh, the song was called Natural 14. Those folks are based in Seattle too. Um, one thing I didn't understand on their Bandcamp page, like I said, the song name was Natural 14, and this apparently is the only recording of 13 Natural. I don't know. I mu- must have just missed something. Um, so yeah, there was that. Uh, Novo Pain, also from Washington. Are they from Seattle too? Uh, let me see. If only for my self, own self-satisfaction. Uh, yeah, they're from... Seattle as well. The song from them was called Living. It's uh, from their self-titled, self-released thing, EP, album, somewhere in between. That came out in 2019. Um, and I, I had a look at their Facebook page. They only have like 65 likes or something, which is bonkers because that whole record is just fantastic. And... Yeah, there are far worse bands who have far more followers for whatever that's worth, but I I just think they deserve more than that. Yeah, give them a like. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Then there was Liz Brady, Hey O Daddy O from a 1965 Capital single. I used to have that before I moved to Europe. I had that same single, and I was looking at it on Discogs and thought, oh, gee, did I really make a mistake in selling that? No, you can apparently still buy copies of it on Discogs for like 10 bucks or something. So there's still cool records to be had out there for reasonable prices. Maybe not as many as 10 or 20 years ago, but there's still some. Uh, Then before that, Puzzlehead from Vancouver, uh, Carpenter from Big Sniff which they put out through Stucco. Stucco's another label in Washington that puts out a ton of good stuff. And I, even though Puzzlehead are from Vancouver, I found them through the Washington Bandcamp search this week. And yeah, that was, that was released Big Sniff in 2019 and started the whole set. The whole with these immortal souls changed from I'm Never Gonna Die Again, put out in 1992 by Mew. And what Washington slash Seattle band camp overview would be complete without having vomit face in there, my old pals. Haven't talked to them in a while. They lived in Toronto for a bit too. We did some shows together. Uh, this song Slow Learner comes from Hooray For Me they put that out in 2016 through the Help Yourself label uh, it was recorded by Steve Albini as well so we were able to trade stories about recording at Electrical Audio uh, and I guess this this would have been done probably within a few months of when my band and I had been there the first time around um, yeah so anyhow We'll get to that with Vomit Face and some other music to come. And what do you know, it's uh, 15 minutes away from Zach time, too. So just flying on by here.
we started to adopt the Rally Banana. But what I really love about that is that our team is loose. Our team is a focused team when they're on the field. And they're, when they're in the dugout, they are loose and they genuinely love each other and they play like family. So that's really the dynamic that makes this team unique. So the Banana is just part of that rally cry that we've adopted as a fan base. And, and look, Chiquita's on board, Dole's on board. They've all wished us best of luck and they're pulling for us. We do have a banana with us, and uh, we we have it with us, and uh, I don't have it on on me, did but it's in my seat. No, no, they definitely let you bring it in. Yeah, and there's bananas uh, of all types. There's people with bananas on their shirts, on their hats, and their hands. Uh, I've seen banana costumes. My wife has a banana costume. Uh, I have a banana hammock. So I mean, it's all good.
Actress. Uh, Pimp was the song from their EP 100 Euros. Was it 100 Pounds, 100 Euros? One of those. From 2016. Uh, they self-released that. Then it was Mary Sweeney, who was so lonely she, she could, could die. die. She said, uh, those memories of you from a 1969, or 66 rather, Mustang single, as in the horse, the Mustang, not as in you must have with me. Then it was Dead Obvious, Scooby Dooby from It's Worthless, released in 2019 as a self-release job. Uh, Cabaret Voltaire, Split Second Feeling from Red Mecca, put out in 1981 by Rough Trade. I played something else from that the other week, Spread the Virus. And I was reminded as to how great of a record that really is, so... Thought I'd play something else from it. Uh, Gauche, before that, history from A People's History of Gauche, which they put out in 2019 through Merge. Uh, they're the one band from Washington, D.C. instead of Washington State, like so many of the others. Uh, and then Vomit Face to start. Slow Learner, Hooray for Me was the record that's taken from. That was put out in 2016 by Help Yourself. And, uh, you know something? It's time to talk to Zach, as you might have guessed from the music you hear. I hope I keep my mailman called Mr. Mac away from Zach. Wow, this man of skin is What's going on, party animal? Say? <laughs> oh, wow. I can't believe you're not in prison. Yeah, well, let's not, let's not get into that. Maybe I should be. <laughs> I thought for sure you would, you, they would have put you behind bars. If you think that you had to go in prison for something that you've done, what would it be at this point? What the, oh, uh, if I went to I thought uh, probably for probably for protesting, I would say. Yeah. I've been in, I've, I've went to jail for protesting before. So, you know, some, something along those lines, I would say. Did you get... Uh, uh, just to clarify, not... <laughs> not the, not the uh, current insurrection that we uh, <laughs> recently, not the re- not the recently, uh, not the recent comic and somehow tragic uh, coup attempt that was that took place. Yeah, that's on the wrong side of the fence. I don't even understand what those guys were thinking. It's like, all right, we're here. It's like, okay, what do we do now? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they, they really had no. Yeah, they they had no cohesive plan at all. I I think they were just. I think it's they were in kind of the same position that Donald Trump was when he got elected. He was like, I think he didn't think there was any chance in the world that he would actually he was actually going to get elected. I think it was the same for them. I think with the exception of a few of them, they were just so shocked that they actually got in. They were like, <laughs> why? We didn't actually have any plans for this at all. I mean, there were there certainly were some people there that had really nefarious plans and, and you know, it's like. Uh, really treacherous and, and uh, dangerous plans, but I think the vast majority of them just seem to be uh, yokels that had absolutely no intention. You know, like it never occurred to them that maybe they'd be, able, <laughs> maybe they could pretty so easily get in the get in the uh, the uh, Senate, the Capitol building. Well, yeah. Speaking of jail, I think there's like a hundred of them rounded up now, and then that's where they'll be going. Yeah. Well. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm not a. I'm not a big. 
fan of the uh, in- institutionalized, well, the the uh, institution of institutionalizing people in this country, but or uh, anywhere in the world. But if there is a proper, uh, if if there if there is a proper usage for jail, I think that they. <laughs> They they uh, they they make a strong case for <laughs> they make a strong case for jails. I'd say. Yeah, they're really trying to justify it um, through their actions. Uh, that got me thinking about something. Are you at liberty to talk about the stop sign incident from a long time ago that you found yourself in? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> um, there was a there's uh, there's a, there a it, when I was. Uh, 16 years old, I had just gotten my license, and my dad, uh, I, I inherited my dad's uh, old S10 truck, and uh, my friends and I, I it, my, my friends and I all lived relatively in the same neighborhood, and they put, they put in this really absurd, ridiculous stop sign that had never been there before, and, uh, you know, it's like, well, I mean, when you're 16 years old, you're trying to muster up any anything that you can become outraged at. You just you take you you take a chance to really and really uh, snatch onto it. I mean, in retrospect, a pretty a pretty ridiculous and and uh, and banal thing to get to be outraged at outraged at. But at the time, you know, it's uh, it, it 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 seemed like a really fun thing to be angry about. <laughs> So we, we got really, uh, really, really furious about it. And so we decided that, well, at first there were a group of us that were going to do it, but then it, it, it came down to just my, my, myself and, and, uh, and, and one of my more deranged friends decided to go in the middle of the night and, uh, and, and, and snatch this stop sign. <laughs> and, uh, we did it in the, just the, the stupidest way imaginable. I, you know, the plan was to take it, snag it in my in my truck, and uh, and 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 make off with it. Um, so I <laughs> I took a well, we t- we took a sledgehammer from his from his, like two sledgehammers from his dad's uh, uh, tool shed, and at three in the morning in this very in this very uh, well-populated uh, suburban neighborhood, just <laughs> uh, so started wailing away at this stop sign. And like I said, in the middle of the night, 3 a.m., I think that neither of us really expected, uh, we hadn't planned on how incredibly loud that is, especially when the world is so uh, de- deathly silent. It was just like deafeningly loud <laughs> in the middle of the night, whacking away at this, stop sign so we managed it It was much harder to get out of the ground than i think either of us anticipated but we we did eventually get it managed to get it out of the ground and uh something happened i don't actually remember the nuance of this this part of the story but something happened where maybe we we initially our plan was just to get it out of the ground actually i take that back the the, the initial plan was to knock it out of the ground so we were in his we were in his vehicle, and then we we drove away, having knocked it out of the ground, and had the bright idea to go back and get the stop sign in my truck and throw it into the Ohio River. Uh, <laughs> so we 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 drove back. Uh, we 
threw it in my truck, started driving down these little side roads, trying to go in. And of course, of course, cops were there waiting on us. If we had just taken it at the time, we knocked it out of the ground. We would have been successful, probably, because you know it would it would have taken the cops a while to mobilize and get and you know snag us up, snatch us up. But they were there waiting on us. They were they I guess uh, hoping that we'd be we would be stupid enough to come back for it, which we were. Um, so yeah, we, we, we went back, snatched, snatched the, uh, the stop sign and, and then immediately got pulled over by the cops. Um, and you know, I was, I was in the middle of my, uh, defiant youth, youth phase at that, at that time, angry, defiant youth phase and was just completely unfazed, actually kind of, kind of stoked about being arrested, to be honest. It was like, it was kind. It was kind of thrilling, um, and you know, just stonewalled the cops. They were like, you know, they were like, "Why did you do this?" You know, just, just like a like a just a just just a defiant young man it was just like, oh, "It just seemed like a pretty fun idea. We were going to throw it in the Ohio River because it's a it's a really stupid civic infringement that it, we didn't care for." Again, like a a pretty dull. <laughs> a pretty dull form of protest, but um, yeah. So we got we got hauled into the uh, to the um, police station. Got booked. All the, all of this stuff. My friend uh, absolutely turned on me. He 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 cracked entirely <laughs> when he when 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 he, when he got hauled in. He's like, this was all his idea. I didn't even know that he was. We just got in the truck. I didn't know he was going to pick up the try and get the. Uh, the stop sign. I, I wasn't there with him when we when he knocked it out of the ground. All this stuff just but just uh, basically sold me down the river. <laughs> so you know, um, and he, he paid he paid a pretty dear social price for that because you know people uh, uh, in school. I mean, you know, of course, I told everyone in school that he was basically a, a, a snitch. <laughs> you know, yeah. he was a truly a truly a snitch, and he he paid a pretty dear social price for that. Um, so you know they basically they 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 try and grill us and uh, you know it's like uh, I was a I was a I was a very successful criminal you know I just stonewalled them just didn't 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 let it get to me at all um, and they called my mom down and uh, you know like she came in and she was trying trying to 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 rail on me as well and I was laughing my head off just kind of just had the time of my life there I have to be honest and uh so I uh, uh finally they they put they put me on uh, house arrest for a certain time because this was in the summer so I was on house arrest for an entire summer and uh on probation for maybe a year something like that and uh the kicker was that I had to write an essay about vandalism, uh, a long essay. It was like I had to I had to write a sixty page essay on on oh, vandalism, geez. and and I ultimately really enjoyed it because I you know I, I like researching and writing about things, but I, I wrote it from a I wrote it as a, I wrote it from a, a very pro. They didn't say that I had to write and <laughs> you know write uh, an essay saying that I really regretted what I did or anything like that. They just said that I had to write an essay on vandalism. So I ended up writing a very pro, like, 
vandalism as 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 uh, effective social revolt tool, uh, you know, and and a, and a really long one, you know, like a, a, with with uh, heavily, heavily heavily cited uh, sources and all this stuff. And I, you know, what I think that they never read it at all because I never, I, you know, I I fully expected a little bit, a little bit of blowback for, from that, but. I never heard another word for it. I got a, I got a, a truncated, um, a, a truncated uh, probation because I wrote that really long essay, and they must have just not read it. They must have just like thumbed through the pages and like, well, there's sixty here, threw it in the trash. I didn't didn't read a single line of it <laughs> because they, I did, I my. Um, Probation went down from like a year to maybe three months or something like that. Jokes on them. And I never, I never, what's that? Jokes on them. Jokes on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish I, I, I. This was before the day. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm an old man, so this was before the days of typing things on computers and and printing them out. Uh, so it was all handwritten. I really regret having not having a copy of that. <laughs> Of that, uh, of, of 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 that essay, I, I wish I wish I could peruse through it now. I think it would it, it would. I, I I think I'd really get a big kick out of of, of what I wrote at that time. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to maybe maybe even submit that essay now <laughs> uh, to be published. <laughs> I really did. I really did work. I worked really hard on it. And, uh, you know, kind of went through, I can't, you know, it's been so, that, that's been 25 years ago, almost 24 years ago now. So it's, I don't re- recall really much of what, I don't recall much of what I wrote last week. So much less something I wrote almost, almost a quarter century ago. But, um, yeah, that was, that was my, uh, that was one of these stupid reasons i've got i've got i've gotten arrested in my life all the other all the other times i've gotten arrested was because i was doing something that i believed in and i'm not i wouldn't say i'm ashamed of that but it's also not really my brightest moment you know it's like no one no one's all that bright when they're 16 years old but i was it was it was certainly pretty purposeless uh, all the other times i've been arrested were for uh thing were was for protesting something that i that I that I still firmly believe in and 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 believe that my actions uh, were were warranted and and you know I'm I'm happy with it. I ne- I never got charged. I got arrested and let, let go. Always. I've never actually received any kind of charge or gone to court or anything like that. It was always just kind of being rounded up with a bunch of other people and 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 being let go because I wasn't the the ringleader. I never been the ringleader. Have Have you ever been arrested? Note, uh, there were occasions where I probably was pretty close on it, but, uh, like, there's times that, um, there's this one occasion, I was also a teenager, probably like 16 or 17 or something, uh, and then we were in a friend's car, and he got pulled over, and everybody else, this was, like, back in the days when it was a felony to possess weed in Canada, um, and everybody else had weed on them except for me, and they were really grilling me, the cops, it was, like, you know, probably three or four cops at this roadblock where they stopped us. I guess they'd smelled weed in the car and they pulled us over. I had cigarettes at the time and I had this case uh, that I made from 
the tinfoil that comes in cigarettes, and it was actually like a pretty <laughs> thick thing. And they're like, what's this all about? Like, they're just really confused by that. And I just, I, I wouldn't say, like, I wasn't hostile with them, and I wouldn't even go so far as to say I really stonewalled them either. But I was not the least bit nervous about it. I was just like, I knew my friends wouldn't sell me out. They didn't have anything to gain from it. And, like, they're like my closest friends at the time, still good friends now. But, yeah, like, it was just this historical thing that I, I didn't like smoking weed and I didn't smoke it. And then my friends did, and I didn't have any other information. I was just like, well, I don't smoke it. Uh, those, those guys do. I don't know how much they got on them, and that's all I got to tell you. And, yeah, they were just really, really <laughs> trying to, to grill me, see if they, they thought. They're like, oh, he must be, like the, again, like the ringleader or whatever. But it's like, nope, I'm just <laughs> hanging around with my friends, and they smoke weed, and that's the end of it. So, um, so did they get in a lot of trouble? Uh, it wasn't too bad. It was just one of these things where they called their parents and uh, I don't know, whatever. I don't, I don't think there was any larger ramifications. It was kind of like let you off with a warning but scare the living daylights out of you kind of approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would assume now you might even get a heavier fine for that. I don't know how it works with – or like I don't know if it would be a fine or what. But if you're driving under the influence of weed – I think that counts as something now. Back then, it didn't. I don't know if they have a test for that now or what. But um, yeah, it's it's driving. It's it's dry. It's not driving under the influence. It's called like driving. It's like a DWI, driving while intoxicated. Yeah, you can get. They can. They can get you on on most any kind of drug, even some prescription drugs, if they're prescribed to you, if you, if it says to not drive, you can get, you can get your license, uh, revoked. You know, it's a, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty serious, uh, pr- pretty serious offense. There's some things, you know, you can't really, it's hard to test for. There's a lot of prescription medications like that wouldn't, that wouldn't fall in one of their seven panel tests or something like that. But certainly if you're driving on LSD or, or even psilocybin. Actually, I don't think they can t- test for psilocybin mushrooms, or they don't set te- or there's no proper test for that. I could be wrong about that, though. But I thought so too. Uh, probably, probably not the best thing. <laughs> and, and you know, and that's it's like not the best thing to be driving on. I, I that's 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 one law I, I, I more or less agree with. Like if you're if you're stoned to the bone, you really shouldn't be driving. You know, like that's you don't just put yourself in danger. You, you're putting a lot of other people in, in danger as well. You're putting everybody else on the road in danger with, with you. It's like, that's a, that's a law that is like steeped in common courtesy. You know, like if you, if your reflexes are slowed down or your vision is, is blurry or your, your inhibitions are, are, uh, lowered then yeah, you really probably shouldn't be behind the wheels. That's, that's one thing that I'll say of, uh, all the, all the, the stupid things I did as a as a teenager. That's one where I just kind of I I I never I've never done anything like that. Even my my many years of, of drinking, I've never I've never actually gotten behind the wheel of a car with even one drink of alcohol in me before. That's that's one kind of personal rule I've always I've always put on myself. I had a pretty close fa- I had a pretty close family member get killed by a drunk driver. Uh, when I was, you know, 13 or 14 years old, and I kind of, that kind of stuck with me, you know, like that's, that is a pretty, that's a pretty thought, thoughtless thing to do. But, um, but 
like actually having weed in most parts of the country is decriminalized. If you go into the, if you go into the South and get caught with weed, you still you still in, you're still in pretty big trouble in some southern states at any rate. But in Ohio, where I live, it's it's entirely decriminalized unless you have a tremendous amount and, and it's like you're it appears that you're selling it. Then you might then you then you probably get in some trouble. But for the most part, it's a pretty it's a it's a wall that doesn't have any teeth. You yeah. know, if you just caught, get caught with a, per, a, a, you know, what, what they deem as a personal amount. Of course, that's subjective, you know. You get the wrong, you get the wrong cop, and it, it, it does appear it's pretty easy to get the wrong cop in this country, maybe all over the world. It's, uh, there, there's, a, there's a lot of wrong cops to choose from, um, but, you know, they're, that's the terrifying thing about the law. They're, inter- they're interpreters of the law. They get to interpret the law, and if they're having a bad night or if they're just generally malicious people uh, or you're the wrong skin color uh, or the, you know, the wrong uh, sexual orientation, they can, as they see it, then they can interpret the law and do some really gruesome uh treasonous things you know like really 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 gruesome awful things and and even kill people as 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 has been shown uh yeah even i mean the slightest abuse of power with them just pisses me off to read about like there was this woman in quebec who was i think she's some kind of healthcare worker or something like that and she was they have a curfew there now uh so she was driving to go to work at some really early hour and the cops pulled her over and she showed this document that says, like, okay, I need to be here, I, I need to be on the road because I need to travel to work. And they're like, oh, well, we don't believe that. We think that's a, a fake document. And, uh, you know, we, we want to search your, your car and we want to look in, in this bag that you got here. It was just her lunch bag. And she's like, no, it's like this is my, my lunch bag. I don't, you don't need to look at this. And they <laughs> insisted on it. And anyway, now it's like blown up and become this thing uh, – I mean, she, they did look at her bag or whatever, and since then it's like now in the national news and, and whatever else. But, yeah, it's like even stuff like that just pisses me off. I mean, they can do far worse than search your lunch bag. But, yeah, you know, look, total just abuse of power across the board from trivial things to, that, to like that to just absolutely horrible things like killing or injuring people or just, you know. Yeah, murdering abuse. black people in yeah, cold blood. Absolutely. But, yeah, um, I don't know, buddy. <laughs> we man talking about all this jail and, and uh, whatever uh, past borderline criminal activity got us to the twenty-one minute mark here. So, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe maybe this is part of a part of a series because I've, I've got I've got quite a quite a few brushes with the law in my in my teen years. So. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll put a pin in it and come back to it. I've got I've got some pretty funny ones actually. I in my that's opinion, a good idea. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> well, my friend, uh, thank you for helping me legally impl- implicate myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> implicate myself in 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 many crimes. I <laughs> I, uh, I I I appreciate that, and I appreciate the surveillance data out there listening to me now thank you for all your hard work <laughs> but uh always a pleasure my always a pleasure my friend what's the uh what's the upcoming um uh series of songs about the song series about 
This week, I call it the strange and weird set. So it's just songs that have <laughs> that, it, like, strange or weird or bizarre in the title, that kind of stuff. So nothing too thematically dense, but uh, I, I still think there's a few good ones in there. Oh, wow. Can't wait, my friend. Always a thrill. All right, buddy. Thanks again. For, it's a real honor. Honor to be honored to, honor to shoot the breeze with you, my friend. I'll, <laughs> I'll be seeing you. All right. Honor to have you here, too, pal. Be seeing you. Talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. Talk to you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Well, you heard it. It's uh, the strange and weird set next to, to follow up a strange and weird conversation with Zach. Uh, so, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, Tommy Falcone in the Centuries next, like weird, from a Design Records single.
this is a this is a weird session, man. Oh well, I never did like the song anyway. Weird session. That ends the strange and weird set. That was Steve Stevens and the Stevedores. As you'd expect, Weird Session was the name of the song. Uh, came on, came from a single, put it in 1959 by Rebel. Uh, then it was Tracy Strange Love. A quick discogs.com search does not reveal her full name, or if, it, or if her first name even was Tracy. I have no idea. Um, that was released by Columbia Records on a single in 1971. Then it was the $5, Andre Williams and the crew, uh, So Strange from a 1956 Fortune, re- <laughs> Fortune Records single. Um, then Elsa Say Bizarre from an EP of hers called Trius released by Mercury in 1967 and started it with Tommy Falcone and Centuries Like Weird from a design record single. I don't know when that came out. And yeah, to cite some sources here on that, um, there's actually a repeat of Howie Pyro's Intoxica radio show on luxurymusic.com that came on this past week and he had a similar set of songs all with the name Weird in them. So I, I really think I only played was just that Tommy Falcone song that he had also played in his set. But that's that's where the idea came from this week's for this week's theme set. And then while I'm at it, yeah, the Steve Stevens and the Stevedores Weird Session. That I found uh, while listening to the archival series of The Hound, his WFMU stuff. He still does a weekly radio show now on thehoundnyc.com. And I listen to both that and Intoxica every week. So uh, a lot of the the older stuff that I play is stuff that I heard thanks to those guys. And uh, I'm also forever indebted to just their approach to radio in general, including the the whole Echo gimmick. That's that's where that comes from. Um, But, yeah, so... For more radio goodness, you can investigate either of those. Uh, Okay, so I got, I don't know, 18 minutes to go. I'm going to play another set of music, pop back, back announce a lot of it, and then probably play another song after that to say goodbye to you for the week. I'll start this with uh, Chromatics Garden. This is from When They Were Good. I really don't really really don't care for their current music all that much. I mean, it's not terrible. It's just boring. So, Garden comes from Plaster Hounds. It was put out in 2004 by the great, now defunct, Gold Standard Laboratories label. Oh, baby. 
those lines in her face I never noticed but she's showing age she's knitting sweaters that he never wear isn't it funny how little Isn't it funny how little men care? Stay home on Thanksgiving. Cook a turkey.
danser Tu ne savais même pas chanter Tu n'avais vraiment rien pour plaire Qu'à tout petit air de misère Je me moquais toujours de toi Maintenant que tu n'es plus là Je danse records to send that my way so that's how I heard about that uh, what else Johnny Darrell before that How Little Men Care from his album with the pen in hand from a record or ah, let, me, let me start that again Johnny Darrell How Little Men Care the song is from with pen in hand released by United Artists in 1968 then it was Lotus Lou of Singapore Let's Dance from, I don't know when that originally came out, but the compilation I found it on is called Let's A Go-Go, Singapore and Southeast Asian Pop Scene 1964-1969, put out by Silver Tortoise Records in 2010, and started it with Chromatics Garden from Plaster Hounds, put out in 2004 by Gold Standard Laboratories. And I'm going to play one more song to end the show this week, Scream the Lord Such. Dracula's Daughter from a 1964 Oriole 
Records single. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening to the live thing or to the replay. I'll post the replay, as I usually do very shortly after this wraps up, the playlist and all that junk. Uh, I'll be back next week. I don't know if it'll be Saturday or Sunday, but one or the other. And uh, I think that's all. Bye. See ya. Cheers.
just look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. Be seeing you. And you. Thank you.